Hi, I'm Roshan Chitralia, ex-corporate finance guy turned health and performance coach. But it wasn't all that long ago, I lacked the time, know-how and mindset that has got me to where I am today. Fast forward past a bunch of struggles and lessons learned, I now live a life that I would choose, one that gives me meaning and leaves me feeling good. I've created the Life Chats podcast to give you a seat in the room when I speak to everyday heroes discussing topics fundamental to living a better life in a better world. I am grateful to bring you insight from the world of others who have found the sweet stuff and are willing to share. If you're tuning in to give your life a tune-up, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey guys, and thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast episode. This week, the podcast is going to be a little bit shorter than usual. I'm going solo for episode number 13 for a bit of a silly reason, but a personal reason that I will share shortly. So today, a little bit shorter, and we're back to the usual format next week. We're on a podcast all about flow, which should be really interesting. And yeah, it's worked out relatively really good timing in terms of I launched my new look website this week or last week. And this was completely coincidence because I was supposed to launch my website over a month ago, but some final touches took a little bit more time. So I thought it would be quite good to add a little bit of a voice note as well to maybe explain a little bit more about a couple of things I mentioned when launching last week around my struggle with anxiety and about depression, which came shortly after the anxiety a few years ago, and some of my thoughts around that, which I think and hope will be helpful. So um, why episode number 13? Why is it important to me? If I'm being really honest, I'm not that attached or overly superstitious about the number 13 at all, really. But it played a small part in a random bit of my life and it's to do with my early education. And I don't think you would have heard me talk about it on my own podcast. I've spoken about it on other podcasts, I think. And the short version of the story is I sat and was down to sit an exam when I was 12 years old that most 16-year-olds would have been sitting and it was something my dad had put me forward for and it was something I was not predicted to do very well in. So in the build up to the exams, I was not someone who enjoyed studying back then. Uh, I was a bit of a nightmare getting me to focus, especially in a group environment on studying was quite difficult so the really short version of the story is I was yeah not predicted to do really well but I put some work in um, closer to the time and, and the, the reason the number 13 comes up is I remember walking into the exam already under a little bit of pressure and not really having much reason to be confident in that exam from the way that mocks and other exams had gone And to make matters worse, I sat at a table with the number 13 on it. So my table number was 13. And I remember I was 12 years old at the time and I sat down. And I think it's really interesting looking back on it now. And I remember thinking, oh God, I can't believe I'm sat at a number 13. Because, you know, Friday the 13th, all these other things um, had made me think about 13 and the number 13 in a negative context. And I remember just thinking at that particular moment, well, today I'm going to have to make number 13 my lucky number. And I have no idea what made me think that way or what gave me that confidence. Because like I said, 
at that point in my life, I really didn't have any huge reason to be super confident in that particular circumstance. But I've called this podcast Perception and Perspective. And I think it's a good place to start off this conversation today, which I'm hoping won't be too long. I think the thing I gained on that day and reflecting on how I reacted to it was I perceived the number 13, given what I knew at the time to be something negative and unlucky, and which could have worked out to be kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy had I let myself get snowed under at that point. But I chose a perspective that worked for me at the time. So I decided that 13 would be a lucky number for me that day. And I didn't really focus on it thereafter. So I sat that exam and I tried my best and it actually worked out pretty good. And I surpassed my own expectations that day. And uh, I think everyone else's as well. So I don't think it's anything to do with the number 13. And I'm not tied or do I really have any real connection to the number 13 other than that one day if I'm being really honest but I thought it was a useful reflection and and I I clearly do like the number 13 having jumped on podcast episode number 13 to have um a little bit of a say so that's pretty cool in terms of launching my website this week I think there's a couple of things I thought I'd rattle through before I call it quits on this podcast so One of the things is the fact that on my website and as part of my health coaching practice, I kind of talk about showing yourself that you matter. And one of the things that it's become really obvious to me, and it has been since day one of work walking into the working world, is that if you ask people if their lives matter or if they feel like they matter, the, the obvious answer that everyone will give is obviously yes. But if you took a step back and then really had a look at how people treat themselves, how they talk to themselves and how they live their lives, you'd reach the completely opposite conclusion. The way in which people live today, including me in periods in my life, really shows a quite a big lack of respect for our own lives and how we treat ourselves. We all know what things are good for us um, in terms of sleep, movement, nutrition, being around people who love us and care for us you know having reasonably good and positive thoughts about ourselves but the way in which the world actually operates is so far away from that I think it's something I try to draw attention to on my website and when I speak because we all know words are cheap and actions speak louder than words and and in the context of people and their health most people's actions don't really reflect what you'd hope they'd be doing if they really cared about themselves and I think that's something especially with COVID-19 and us moving towards a little bit more freedom is something to reflect on and I think something that people can take forward hopefully as one positive that's come out of COVID-19 is more control and more thought over your own life and your own circumstances and your own health and the reason I coach health is because I really do believe that one place where you can begin to show yourself that you really matter is by focusing on your health. At that point, you really do tell your brain that you do care about yourself. And in my own experience, focusing on your own health just opens up doors to so many other areas of your life. Just by feeling good, you have so much more access to other things. And Peter, who was on, I think, episode 11 of my podcast, also alluded to it, where he said that, taking care of our health movement and just feeling better can open a door to 
um, the work that he does as a psychologist. So, and I, I truly believe that because the first steps for me getting out of a difficult spot in my life was to focus on some of the actions I could be doing. And for me, it was exercise because that's quite an easy place to start for reasons I'm not going to go into on this podcast. But it was a number of things. And I dragged myself out of a pretty difficult spot in my life by doing things initially. And later came steps I took towards evaluating my thoughts and reflecting on things that had happened. And I found a few gems that really have helped me move forward with my life. So that's the reason I coach health. I think it opens so many doors. It's definitely not an end stop. Um, but it's, it's for me, it's the place to start to show yourself that you matter. And once you start doing that, your brain just kicks into another gear and, and, and things in my experience get get a lot better and your life kind of just moves forward quite seamlessly obviously still with conscious thought the other thing I wanted to talk about was um, something that I mentioned so very briefly in the post I wrote last week I mentioned that through work and my own personal life a huge amount of anxiety had built up a few years ago and I had let it get that way I hadn't take much action or noticed against it at the time because it built up very slowly if I'm being honest and although looking back on it I could have made other decisions I didn't and eventually I think for a number of reasons and I'll mention them shortly that the anxiety and this is quite normal it turned into a, a depressive episode for me so I think it's a case of for me depression and from what I've learned, it takes on many different forms and has many different reasons. And that is not my area of expertise. So I won't talk about it. Um, other people's experiences. But in my experience, it was a case of just taking on too much, being exposed to stress and anxiety on a daily basis that just wore and chipped away at me. I wasn't living the greatest lifestyle at that point as well. I was very busy with work didn't sleep, often left the office at midnight or later, took cabs home, got back to the office early the next day, just living and not always. Um, but life was really unstructured and there was no stability. I was exercising and I've always exercised, but perhaps doing the wrong type of exercise that added to the stress in my life. At the end of the day, exercise is a form of stress and that I perhaps wasn't getting quite right at the time, especially knowing what I know now. And eating was kind of a place that I got some satisfaction. But again, we know sometimes how we eat is not very good for our health. And I'd say I was doing a little bit of all of that. And on top of that, there were a number of external stresses which just pushed my buttons far too often and frequently and my anxiety was took perhaps a couple of years for my brain to eventually tap out and that's when it kind of fell into a depressive episode for me and when I say depressive it just means low mood or whatever I think the reason I even wanted to talk really briefly about it today is even mentioning those two words in a sentence online publicly I found perhaps more difficult than I do generally. I speak about this with friends and whoever else I come into touch with quite easily. But to put that out there, I think because of the negative views and around the word anxiety and depression. And I think it often, especially in some of the circles and 
environments I used to exist in, depression does have a sense of weakness attached to it. And I, and having gone through it, and and I think those are the things that kind of held me back slightly in terms of posting. But I still wanted to, but I had to understand that. And And the thing is, it's not true. So lots of people go through periods or long durations with anxiety. Um, that's not what I went through. So I'm not going to talk about long du- duration. And meant plenty of people have depressive episodes as I did. And it's not a case of weakness. And, and I've overcome it. I'd say for me, that episode probably lasted about six months. And I'd Again, probably one of the lucky ones because I know people who have ended up existing in that sort of period for a much extended period. So definitely, definitely one of the lucky ones. So um, I'm really grateful for that. But I, the thing I would say is depression is definitely not a weakness. It's just something that people may find themselves in. And the, the truth is, it's not a weakness at all. It's perhaps for me just a way to highlight a lot of perhaps poorer decisions I had been making at that time and again people get depressed for many different reasons so I don't want to generalize but for me in my own circumstance it was just a case of my brain tapping out and saying I've had enough and you're not really doing me any favors so I'm now gonna cut you off in a sense so uh, again talking about depression people normally associate it with sadness or some really like bad feeling and I think that for me is definitely a mistake for that period I think rather than sad or any low feeling there was a case of almost no feeling so again like I said it before my brain it felt like my brain had tapped out and just said I'm going to cut you off from feeling good and feeling bad so virtually just being numb um, because I was constantly in this cycle of perhaps feeling good but often being shocked uh, into states of stress and anxiety that did not feel good and there just came a point where my brain perhaps for me to just keep going cut that off and I wasn't willing to put up with it so um yeah, it's it's crazy. And at the, at the time, a lot of what I'm saying today is based on reflection. At the time, I wouldn't have even described myself as being in a state of anxiety. But having come out of it, it clearly was that. Even when I went through the kind of lower end of the depressive episode, I kind of knew it was that. But I didn't really think or talk about that too much. But it was an interesting period for sure. And looking back I can see all the reasons why it happened and for me the journey um, and many people have different paths of getting out of that circumstance and I think the reason well the way that I took steps out of it was to focus massively on my health and I think there's one big thing that I know I'm lucky to have was before I even went into this period and had this difficult episode I had always been a sportsman. I had always been someone who focused on eating well, someone who always enjoyed a lot of sleep. I love sleep. So I knew what it felt like to feel good when I did all of these things. And I knew it was so clear what that I'd been doing all of these things wrong. And that is where I chose to start. So many people take many different routes to getting out of periods of low just low 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 periods of their life 
And for me, I already had this experience of knowing that when I'd felt the best in my life and performed the best. So at school, when I performed well academically or whatever, I was always playing sports. I was always eating reasonably well. And I would say my performance for sure got worse when things like alcohol were introduced to my life. And not that I've had any overwhelming attachment to alcohol, but I would say it's definitely affected my performance on all fronts. And I think we all know that. And then just the dynamics of working life. And most people out there, especially in the working environments I worked in, didn't already have this skill set or this this experience that they that I've had in my younger days and I've learned a lot more since then and 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 I realized how little I actually knew to begin with but those simple things to that I already knew and appreciated most people in the workplace I noticed don't have those things I really gravitated towards people within my teams especially on a personal and a more social level that were sportsmen them themselves and there wasn't really always that many people around that 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 ticked that box. So for me, I would definitely say one thing I was very lucky to have was that previous experience. And then I simply committed to taking some simple actions. And I actually came across someone recently who I met for the first time who confided in me and told me that they were having a difficult episode and I could relate to what I went through a few years ago. And again, this is not advice, but this is just what I would said and I'm just repeating that is obviously if you're going through a really low period then you need to seek out help and that might be in the form of your GP or clinical help or whatever but if you want to complement that with other forms of help well what helped me was to focus massively on my health and to commit to commit to actions I could take regularly rather than once a week and this is what I said to this person was just commit to some small actions that you can take every day or at least five out of seven days a week and it will compound and things will get better often it will feel like you've taken two steps forward and one step back but that's still progress and you have to set your expectation in that way so you appreciate on those days where things don't feel like they're going in an upward trajectory all the time and that's normal so if you set your expectation that way when those days come about you can still stay on track so that's what I said to this person so with this particular conversation and in the context you know doing really simple things like getting up and getting out and getting exposed to the sun almost straight away you know, we all know the sun and vitamin D makes us feel better, but also getting exposure to sunlight early in the morning helps with other things that you might be struggling with in terms of sleep. So it will help to fall asleep earlier on in the evening. So the sun makes you feel good and your day is off to hopefully a nice start in the morning. And on top of that, you're doing yourself a favor by helping your sleep patterns, hopefully in the evenings. And then just other things, we all know exercise is something that helps us and can boost like the feel-good chemicals in our brains. So yeah, so commit to doing a small bit of exercise every afternoon because you might need a bit of a pick-me-up in the middle of the day. You know, you've started your day off well, um, you've woken up, 
you've got exposure to the sun. Maybe you've read something positive or listened to something positive to set your day up and set your intentions up for that day in a certain way rather than waiting for the negative thoughts to creep in and then you get on with things and then in the middle of the day you might do something positive for yourself like exercise but again doesn't have to be anything too grueling and and you get on with with life uh, you eat better we we know things like alcohol or depressants so if you're going through a difficult episode, well, try your best to stay away from stuff like that. Sugars are actually play havoc with your system and they take you through emotional highs and lows. So maybe don't be consuming them in excess. And coffee is something that can spike and trigger your anxiety. So that might be something you don't, at least for the short term, have too much of. And I drink coffee and I like coffee, but I stayed away from coffee for for a period where I knew it wasn't helping me and it was definitely making the situation worse. So it's making these small commitments to yourself and then just knowing that there is a compounding effect of getting a very little bit better every day and occasionally it might feel like you're taking a few steps back but you would have taken so many forward that a couple of steps back you can put up with and that and that's what I said to this person and I'm only sharing that on this podcast because it might be useful to some other person um and that's what I shared on that post last week and in terms of seeing anxiety and depression as a weakness I definitely don't see that it that way in my life it's actually made me a far stronger person it's enabled me to reflect on a difficult period and make some big changes in my life and I'm stronger for it that's for sure so it's yeah it's a case of sometimes when I I want to get better at talking about it because I don't want what the perception the world has out there of it and perhaps from people who don't have much experience of it to cloud what actually the reality is which is it's a difficult period but that doesn't have to cloud or doesn't have to have implications on other parts of your life so I was glad I posted it and I'm talking about it here so I think in terms of what I kind of opened this episode talking about perception and our perceptions are important so I guess linking this back into perception and perspective which kind of I opened this podcast with our perceptions are important and understanding our perceptions is really critical I think to taking the next steps because sometimes our perceptions can be un- unhelpful and not truthful and that's where finding perspective comes in and I think you can only really build perspective if you start to be more empathetic because at the end of the day we build perspective by putting ourselves in other people's shoes or in other situations when we can appreciate a different view and that's that's very much what empathy is so I think it's helpful to develop far more perspective than your own and at the same time, it's important to make sure when you're working on developing multiple perspectives, you don't develop perspectives in order to in order to keep you in denial or perspectives that are don't hold any that don't hold any truth. And sometimes our perceptions are true, and we need to take action in our lives um, to help ourselves rather than to form a different perspective and that decision needs to be made on each individual basis and for me in my own journey the period where my life was full of anxiety was largely due to external let's call it stimuli (laughs) um, 
and forming a different perspective in those situations, which I tried to do for a number of years, would not have been useful. So looking back on it now, I do have even more perspectives and it's useful to understand where and how other people see things. But that also at the same time doesn't mean that's the right place for me, if that makes sense. So um, a perspective shouldn't keep you stuck it can be helpful to see something from another angle, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's still a good thing or a good place or for a good people for you to be around. And for me, it wasn't. Uh, and understanding my situation and reducing the amount of external stimulus for anxiety was a game changer for me it gave me hope and it meant my road to getting back to a normal way of life and my happy self was relatively shorter than it had would have been had I not taken those actions so that's all I really wanted to talk about really and when it comes to health health was a tool initially for me to get out of a difficult period in my life but it still remains to be a tool to build a great life on top of and there's so many things that aid our performance that most people are just not doing and it's the reason I coach it obviously because I see the tremendous value in it and the potential it helps people release there's so much untapped potential out there because people are just living in a way that's not conducive to feeling good and as a result performing at the top of their game so that so that is what I coach and that that kind of brings me to a close probably of what I everything I wanted to talk about today I, I hope that I really hope that's been useful it's not been something that's that easy to talk about and that easy to talk about uh one way um so i'm gonna leave it there thanks for tuning in and reach out if you have any thoughts on anything really uh i'm always free to catch up and meet new people so yeah take care guys bye bye